Hey there, it's Susan Bradley. You are on the roadmap to 50K. I am building a brand new store from the ground up and I'm taking you along for the ride. I'm doing it on Shopify and this is episode eight. Welcome to the roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Well, hey there, welcome back. So listen, guys, I, I think I have a really good episode for you today because I'm, I'm going off brand a little bit today and I am talking with a very good, very long-term friend of mine about how she recently sold her business. And we're talking about it because I know that there are many of you that are perhaps in her in where she was when she made this decision and you're wondering about what your next steps are and how you can transition from where you are now into your next thing, whatever that might be. So I want to give you a little bit of a, a backstory about uh, my friendship. My friend's name is Krista Williamson and it's kind of funny. We've, we've walked the same path. She's just a little bit, well, she's younger. So she's a little bit behind me on the path, but we've really walked the, the the same path. And, you know, I feel like I've been quite successful, particularly maybe in the last 10 years. But what I would say to you is that so much of that success, it didn't come without a lot of overwhelm, some struggles, a lot of confusion on my part. And, and I have to give credit where credit is due that and maybe you have a friend like this. But I have, uh, I have been, Kristen, and I've been friends for many, many years. And so along the way, she has been really great at helping me break down a problem, figure out exactly what it was I want, because I think half the time we don't even know what we want. We, do, we can't put it on paper, what our actual goal is. So she's helped me kind of break that down, figure out what I want and make a plan to get there. And it's a really interesting because for for years, we've been able, we've taken kind of one vacation a year together, but we also, we live about an hour apart. And so we take turns going to each other's house and, you know, we'll have an agenda for the day <laughs> that we spend together. And it's like, whose turn is it? Like who gets to be on the hot seat? And, you know, I always leave feeling like I did a great job of bossing her around <laughs> or that she's really helped me resolve an issue that I've been struggling with. And so it's really been a great, uh, you know, friendship on a personal level, but also on a business level. She's been really helpful. But why I want to talk uh, with you all today, because as I said, she's a little bit behind uh, me on this path that we're walking. And, and, you know, I have built and sold a couple of businesses and I've I've sold them basically on my own without a broker or any anybody really guiding me on the, the path. And Krista's just recently done that. But what I really want to do is um, talk about this year, you know, the, what's happened uh, in our friendship and what's happened to Krista this year, because it's pretty earth shattering. <laughs> right, Krista? I think so. Yeah. And and I think it might be somewhere where you are all right now. Many of you are right now and really help you with the struggle. But what I'm going to do now is, uh, I guess what I want to say, really, here's the thing. Let's just be honest, Krista. (laughs) 
Like I'm this afraid. year has been all about you. All about me. Dominated. I'm not even shy about it. No. I tell you at the beginning of a call, this is going to be about me today. Yeah. So don't even think <laughs> you're squeezing anything in. So listen, tell everybody. First of all, so this is my good friend, Krista Williamson. She is a silent inner circle member. You will not uh, hear from her very often in there, but she's been there for many, many years. And her business, uh, she recently sold. She had a bricks and mortar store, very, very successful, and a successful website to go along with it. And we're talking seven-figure success. So she's not um, she's not a newbie to this business world that we have. But in December, you uh, you came to a conclusion about what you wanted to happen, sort of, and you set yourself. I set myself an impossible goal. And so it was impossible because I couldn't figure out how I was going to do it. It felt huge, uh, but also what I really wanted deep down inside. And my goal was to sell my business and to create an income, a different income stream, doing what I really wanted to do in this year, 2020. Yeah. And you had no idea. None. I think it was like a something you blurted out to me and I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't, I knew that's what I wanted and I hadn't, you know, really formed it on paper. I mean, I like to make goals. Goals are my thing. Um, But when something is really scary like that, it's really hard to get down to the core of what you wanted to do. And I wanted to sell my business. Yeah. And you have a lot, like, that's the difference between us. I don't even think about a lot of the things that could go wrong. And you've always... (laughs) Like you have a list. I was just going to say, I have a list ready for every situation of all the things. Yeah. And then we have to have a conversation about it until I tell you to stop talking. (laughs) Actually giving me hives. You do that a lot. Yeah. And so you had this big goal. You knew you wanted to sell your business. You knew that you wanted to make a really good income still. Because you've had years of making a really good income. And, you know, you couldn't imagine not having that. And uh, you wanted also to create a business that gave you some lifestyle freedom. Oh, so much. And part of that was from watching you and, you know, that I was changing, that I have three children and my, my middle child got married last summer. My youngest one is this year going into her final year of high school. And I just knew that I wanted something different. I didn't want to be tied to a store every single day. I wanted to travel and work from there. There were so many things that I wanted to change. And so you set this big goal. And then what happened? (laughs) Well, I set this goal. And part of the thing that I had to do was write down how I was going to achieve that goal. And so, you know, on paper, that came quite easily to me. And so I wrote down all the things and I had good intentions. Like what would the things, what would the things be? Put well, me on I the just, spot. I just made a list of what had to happen, you know, that um, I had to figure out who was going to buy my business and what was I selling to them. And when I started to make this list, suddenly guess what happened? I got overwhelmed. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't know what to do. So I kind of put my little list away, put my head down and just started doing what I always did. Right. Which is running my other businesses. Yeah. So that's so easy to do because actually, as we record this, I just had to bear my soul on um, my weekly Facebook live about <laughs> the roadmap and how we can all um, we can all 
talk ourselves into and make it look like on the outside that we're incredibly busy and that we're doing the right things. But then when you look at the meat of it, we're actually not doing the things that get us the result we want, that our activity is not aligned with the outcome that we want. That's a really good way of putting it. But I think we think, we actually think we're doing all the things, Mm -hmm. right? It makes sense because we're busy and we have, it was like, I was doing everything on my list for the day. Um, I was planning events and things like this, but what I wasn't doing was moving the needle to sell my business. Right. I can actually remember having a little conversation with you about that. And you were like, I have to get this and this and this, like kind of like all your ducks in a row. Yes. And, um, lie. It's just a big lie. Big fat lie. You don't want to do the things that you need to do because you're afraid. I was afraid. Yeah. I don't know what I was afraid of, but I couldn't see the outcome. Or, you know, I just couldn't figure out how I was going to get from A to Z. I wanted all the steps in place. Yeah. Yeah. Before you even started. Yeah. Yeah. And the mistake with that is, because I've done that too. And I mean really, who hasn't, let's be honest. It's like you want to see the whole path all the way. And you actually can't do that because it's, it's too far. You don't know what the result of step five is going to be. So how can you plan step six? I think it's a way of almost failing before you start, right? It's like this idea that, um, I don't know what I have to do, so I'm just not going to do it. And it's really, it's a cop-out for sure, but you don't realize that. And it's a way of failing before you even start. Because you think one day when you get time, you'll actually sit down and figure it all out. But you never do. Never. Never, never, never. And there was something that you said to me that I thought was uh, so good. When you said, I was stuck and I couldn't figure out how to untangle all of this to get where I wanted to go. I think that's absolutely what it was. I, it, it literally felt like I was tangled in my business. I couldn't figure out how to untangle all the things that I did and all the balls in the air, as you call them, and all the things that had to happen. And I was making them into something they weren't. I was making them seem so big and important. Yeah. And really, they weren't. <laughs> I just needed to do what you always told me to do, which was do the next thing. Yeah. That's the next thing. Yeah. And it's so funny because like I would come to Krista with a problem and she'd tell me this, but we can never see it for ourselves. Right. Right. We can never, never see it for ourselves. And so you were stuck. You were trying to figure out how to untangle yourself. And then uh, there was this thing that happened called COVID. Oh, yeah. And really, guys, so just remember, so Krista kind of had two businesses, even though they were the same. She had bricks and mortar store and a website that was attached to that store. Yeah, not really the same. It it's felt like running not two the big same strategy, businesses. is it? No, Mm-mm. no, it wasn't. Mm-mm. So, so then COVID hit, and all of a sudden, your store had to be closed. Yeah, I mean, I was coming home from holiday, and uh, I was getting all these texts, and I, I got home, and everything happened really fast. You know, my store was closed, all my revenue was going to be gone except for my site. And I didn't know how I was going to survive. I was terrified. Because when you looked at your work days, I'm guessing, I don't really know the answer, but I feel like, would it it be fair to say 75% of your time was 
focused on activities that were really related to the bricks and mortar? I think so, because that's where a lot of your expenses are. So you tell yourself logically that that's then yeah. where your effort should be. Yeah. And it's noisy. Yes. There's always something. Yeah. Always. There's always something, you know, it's like a, it's like a toddler constantly saying mama. Screaming for attention. Yeah. 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 And so your store was closed. There were a lot of nail biting moments because it was like turning off a tap yep. for your income. And so tell everybody what happened next. Cause it was really fun to watch actually. Oh, well, I don't know if that's good or not. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was I was really scared. And at first I was paralyzed, like like physically paralyzed, didn't know what I was going to do. And I kept listening to the news and, you know, watching Twitter and, and waiting for the announcement of uh, how I was going to get some help. What were they going to do for me? How were they going to maybe rescue me? And then one day I just sort of woke up and just realized like I needed to fix this. Right. So the government actually wasn't going to save your business. No one was going to save me. My yeah. employees weren't. Nobody was going to give me the, the roadmap. Yeah. Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, I, had, I had to save myself. And I think that was the first big important step was taking responsibility and realizing I needed to make something happen. happen. So what, it, what I realized was uh, I was going to do something. I felt like I had these two choices, do nothing, do something. So I decided, well, I'm going to take charge. And then the next step was, am I going to go bankrupt <laughs> or am I going to succeed? And am I going to thrive? And, and that's the decision that I made that I was going to get through this, but I was going to, I was going to thrive. Yeah. I do remember the bankruptcy conversation. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. And there was really no reason to do that. Right. Uh, it just Fear. felt like, yes. And I was looking at all these, cert this, what was going on in the world. And I yeah. was thinking, well, you know, I can't possibly sell anything. No one's going to want to buy anything. No one's going to be interested. Like I had all these reasons why it wasn't going to work. And then I realized, well, I need to make it work. Other people can do it. I can do it too. Hey, I just thought of something. Mm. So, so I can remember, so Krista's in Canada and, um, so it's a little bit of a different online marketplace than in the U S you know, shipping is very expensive. There are a few key players that are probably get the bulk of the sales yes, and, yes. um, Krista's product, they were baby stores. And so a lot of her product was really easy for people to compare the price. Yep. And so for many, many years you dominated because you were the only one online, but then a lot of competition came along and uh, and you felt that it was really hard to be successful online and profitable. I just had all the reasons. You had a lot of reasons. I did. And, and you know, a lot of the time I was drinking your Kool-Aid. I, I got to say, like you made a good case for that. But tell everybody what happened when you just decided, hey, I'm not going bankrupt. Yeah, I did decide this. that. I made a decision. And so... The first thing I did was I made a, a little wee plan with Susan <laughs> and I started doing promotions and I reached out to my audience, which I should tell, remind, well, you know this, but for a long time, I wasn't connected with my audience because I had stuff. I mean, I still did the ordering and I was like the brains in the back room, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <you> were. <laughs> I wasn't that connected. Yeah. You know, and even though I talked to my staff. I wasn't talking to the customers. I wasn't paying attention. I was doing all kinds of work. But then it suddenly I had no staff and it was just me. Yeah. And I had to write a heartfelt note. And I'm thinking, well, what are they going to care? But they did care. And that's 
what amazed me. And so all my social media, all my emails started leveraging off of that. And I started thinking about their experience. And suddenly um, I had huge success numbers I hadn't seen in a really long, long time. time. Like massive numbers. Massive numbers. And and I know I've talked to Susan. The inner circle helped me so much with that because I, you know, I found myself camping out and reading some of the things that people were doing and Laurel. Oh right, Laurel's Easter egg. Yes. Hunt. That was can I just say genius? She's genius. Oh, Laurel Thompson. So Are you genius. listening? Yeah, she really is. Yes, she has yeah. great ideas and they're fresh and they're fun. Yeah. And we did a lot of events in our store that suddenly we couldn't do. Yeah. Right? There were no physical events that could happen. Mm-hmm. And so I did the Easter uh, treasure hunt and the numbers yeah. massive. And that's when I, it hit me. Uh-huh. This is a great business. It was like I'd forgotten, like I'd fallen asleep. And suddenly I realized I have amazing customers. Or you talked yourself out of it, Krista. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I realized this is a great business. Uh, I can be, you know, I was successful, but yeah. it was like I didn't connect the dots. And that's when I realized this is an amazing business for someone else now. Yeah. So so what happened, I think, was the the pandemic hit. Your life changed overnight. You decided to take control rather than like you got out of bed instead of sitting there letting stuff happen to you. You talked to your audience. You got a positive response, which gave you the confidence to do the next thing. Yeah. It was like an epiphany. I realized. Yeah. This is a great business. Yeah. Well, your numbers were amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so then you had, and you did that for many weeks. Yes. Like many, many weeks, you would do some sort of campaign or event. It wasn't always a discount, but it was always something to get people back to your store. And posting on social media. And a lot of posting. And you, you were selling things, even though they were the very same things that other people were selling and you weren't giving free shipping. No, no free shipping. No free shipping. Interesting, huh? And then you decided that, hey, this is a great business for someone else. And that gave you the confidence to sell your store. Absolutely. And everyone's going to want to know how you did that. So what was the first step? Well, the first thing I had to do was say it out loud. (laughs) And so I said it out loud to you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the right person. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I said it out loud to you and I said, I need some help. I don't know where to start. And so you helped me put a letter together. Yeah. And I reached out to my audience and, you know, I have a pretty big list, yep. but I only, but I was scared because I thought, how, how can I put this out there? What if my competitors see it? Like I had all these oh, yeah. reasons why it what wasn't going to work. What if my sales rep see it? What oh. if my neighbor sees it? Mm. There were all these reasons. <laughs> and so I reached out to my engaged audience. And what I mean by that were the ones that were opening emails and going on my yeah. website. Uh, so I sent it out, but before I sent it out, you and I put it together Uh, And then I sat there literally with my finger on the button. I was so afraid to send it out. I thought no one's going to respond. And then I realized, well, it doesn't matter. Right. This is what I want. And I got really focused on what I want. And I sent it out. And the response was huge. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. I can remember every day you would text me oh somebody else somebody else somebody else and so what's interesting is uh that when you sent out this letter and I thought it was pretty good (laughs) but um when you sent it out you didn't know how much you were asking I knew nothing I hadn't even talked to my accountant or my lawyer yeah you just did the next I did so you got many many responses many many people who emailed you 
nice things, first of all. Yeah. They weren't saying, well, you're an idiot for trying to sell your business. There was none of that. There wasn't one. I was fully prepared. Like I had dug in. I was ready. (laughs) I was ready to fight. No, I was ready for there to be some uncomfortable things. And there wasn't. And mostly there were emails like, like heartfelt emails for people thanking me for sharing, asking me how I did it, telling me their dreams. That was the most amazing thing. Yeah. How long did you have your business? So 18 years. 18 years. So a long, long time. It's a long time, I think, in the retail world. It's a generation. Your kids grew up. Yeah, they did. That's right. Yeah. And so you had a, a pile of people who said, yes, tell me more. And so what was your next step? So the next thing I did was say, was send out a polite email that said, I wasn't expecting such a response. Give me a couple of days. Then I got my ducks in the row, as mm-hmm. I, in a row, as I like to say. And I sent out, with your help, um, a little email that just basically said, thank them and told them that, because I didn't have price. And I just said, I thought that they needed to have X amount, mm-hmm. at least X amount. And if... Available. If were, yeah. And if they were still interested... Uh, to email me and lots did. Yeah. So that was another surprise. Yeah. So more confidence. Yes. Right. Okay. I can do this. I am not going to die. I'm not going to die. That was the big thing. Like just, of course I had all these fears and I was terrified, but I realized that these were just feelings. Yeah. And that I was going to be fine. I was going to be fine. And I knew what I wanted and um, I just dealt with each thing as it came and so then I had to get to work and come up with a price. Yeah. And you and decided to keep it super simple, which I love. I kept it really simple yeah. because I what I first did was I realized who is going to buy my business. And I had talked to um, business brokers in yep. the past. And because uh, I knew for a while that I, yep. I, I wanted to sell my business, but I didn't see how. And so... Um, I realized that my my the person who was going to buy my business was my customer. Yeah. And then I started thinking about why was the business great for me? What did it do for me? And those were the things that people connected with. And so I stuck with that. And I thought about, you know, why they were buying it. And I kept it simple, a price, and it was everything. Yeah. It was everything. Here's a little bit of me. And what you see is what you get. get. There was no complication. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I hopped on a Zoom call individually. Yeah. But first, oh. I love the first step. You missed it. I missed it. What did it tell me? You said, hey, if you want to go further, uh, what I will need at this stage oh, of yes. the game is? Uh, so $1,000. A deposit. A deposit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a deposit, and they had to, of course, sign uh, like a non disclosure. Yes, yeah. a non disclosure. Yeah. I forgot about that. Step. Yeah, it's an important step. It's an important step. <laughs> yes. If you're going to try this yourself. Yeah, because yeah. it separates, it's not so much about the money or really what they're signing exactly. It wasn't that complicated. It just really told me they were interested in buying my business, not just knowing about my yeah. business. Yeah. Because for some of them, I think it was a dream, but they weren't ready to. to pursue that. But for the ones that were ready, uh, it separated them. Yeah. And then we could get down to business. Yeah. And so I think you ended up with, did you eight or nine people? Oh, over 10. Over 10. 10 yeah. That get, sent you a thousand dollars and that you scheduled a Zoom call with. Yeah. And that were eager to know and were really interested. Right. 
And so on that call with each of them, you went over the financials. I did. I talked to them about uh, the last three years. Yep. I talked to them about, you know, sort of the big picture yep. and, um, you know, what they could expect based on my experience to take out of the business because right. it's so different than a big corporation, right? Yeah. Or about a pay, it's about a paycheck. Yep. It's about what would it look like for them if they were to take over and run Cheeky Monkey? What could they expect? And that's how I approached it. Yep. And then I talked to them about what I'd been doing over the last three months and showed them, you know, all the things. Right. Because when you market your business the way we do, you can actually prove. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Where the income is coming from and show that it is repeatable. Right. right. And it's so not based on speculation or gambling on a Facebook ad. It's not that. That's not how we run our no, businesses. No, and everything was done for them. And that was all based on everything I learned, like all the integrations, everything was set up for them. Yeah. And I learned that through you. Yeah. What I love is that you were also able to uh, talk about the opportunity because yes. you had been living it. So instead of talking about the the busy work, mm -hmm. the function in the store, all the things that you have to do, you were able because you'd experienced that great success uh, after COVID hit, you were able to talk about the opportunity with enthusiasm. Absolutely. And, and to show them that if they wanted to grow the business to even, you know, more than I did, uh, if they wanted to do all kinds of things, they could do it. The opportunity was unlimited. And here's the proof. Yeah. Because I saw the proof. I It was true. I know. It was fun to get these excited. texts from you with yes. your screenshots of your yeah. Shopify dashboard. It was yes. Like, Whoa. Those are good numbers for really sure. Numbers. Yeah. Okay. So then what happened? After you spoke to everyone and then you just said you were accepting offers? Is that yeah, what you did? Yeah, so uh, I sent up some follow-up emails with details because really, you know, I wanted them to have what they needed to understand. And so I sent uh, in writing, you know, all the things that they were going to get and, and some of the other questions like staffing and all that sort of stuff. And I, once I talked to everyone, I told them I was accepting offers. And I, I did have a few people that were concerned about that, that it was going to be a bidding war, but that really wasn't my interest On your at mind. all. No, yeah. no. And, and it worked itself out really well. And I just wanted to know that the person that bought my business, I knew they were going to do what they were going to do and they were going to have their own vision and they were going to change it. And that was fine with me, but I wanted to know that they were going to succeed. It's still a very personal thing at there's, that stage yeah there's that yeah. and also too you just want to know they're going to do well yeah you want them to have what you had yes right yeah which which what we both had in our yes. businesses as our kids were growing up we had the um we had the luxury of being there for the important things agreed you worked really hard mm -hmm. and probably much more than some of your friends who had you know jobs yeah but I could be there if my child was sick or needed to go to an appointment or had a trip. Yep. You know, I was there because yeah. I had huge flexibility. Yeah. And so as we're sitting here talking, today is, I believe, three weeks from when you closed the deal. Mm -hmm. And the whole process, like while you were in it, seemed... <laughs> Long, there was like a little bit of there's some whining, there's a little moaning, there was uh going on. But the whole process was how many weeks from start to finish? I think it was only six weeks. And in fact, on the day I signed the papers in my lawyer's office with our masks and our gloves on, 
he said to me, woof, that was the fastest deal I've ever seen close. And I burst out laughing. And I said, oh, I thought it was really long. No, uh-uh-uh. But it felt like it. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, how we all feel. Yeah, I think so. It's hard. I, I think so. It's just not... Um, it's a big decision for yes. someone else, for sure. And they need to know that they have the facts. And then particularly in the time of COVID, I mean, things were just moving a little slowly. Mm-hmm. They know, were. Banks, That's right. Banks aren't open. Yes. Um, lawyers don't actually go to work. That's right. <laughs> All those things. But really start to finish six weeks. You, uh, you basically got exactly what you asked yes. for the business. You didn't pay commission to anyone. And, you know, I have to say, so this is the fourth time I've been involved in the sale of a business and just in a very uh, on the sidelines, you know, shooting you some ideas kind of way. But twice it was my own business that I sold. Once it was a business associate and now you. But what I would tell you guys is that every single time it was someone who was already in my circle or their circle Mm -hmm. in your circle. For for uh, for example, it wasn't somebody that was in the market to buy a business or somebody that wasn't already connected. And and I think that the the beauty of that is is that when it's someone that's already in your circle, there's so much you don't have to prove about your business. They already know that they know you. They know you've been running this business for many years. They know they like the business. Like there's so much you don't have to prove that I think that. For people like us who run businesses like this, it's a, re- a really good place to start. Well, and I should also say that I, I also think that when you sell a business to someone in your circle, not only have they been exposed to your business, but they've already thought about what they would do with the oh. business. <laughs> like, you know what? You are so right. Right? They've yeah. already thought about how they would yeah. make it better, how they would change it, how it would fit into yeah. their life. Like, you, you know, all the preliminary stuff you don't even have to go through because they're already thinking at yeah. that level that's what's amazing for both of you you're right they already can see themselves yes. as the owner of the business yes so cool so cool for sure so i know people are really going to appreciate that you uh, shared this and when this podcast goes live expect to you're going to be outed in the inner circle expect <laughs> expect uh, for there to be questions but but what i would love to do is uh just leave everybody with uh, your next thing because that's kind of cool. Oh, don't make that face. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> What's your next thing? Come on, spill it. So my next thing, well, first I have I have to sell my other business. So I have a small oh, business uh, that I created to, I guess, complement Cheeky Monkey. Yeah. Um, it's a brand and, and it's uh, baby, it's baby brand. Yeah. So, you know, accessories and, um, I'm going to sell that. So that's what I'm doing yeah. right now. That's where my focus is. And that is tiny sprigs, tiny sprigs. And it's all, you own the manufacturing, everything, everything. So yes. it's, yeah, it's so a beautiful little, it brand. is beautiful actually. And, um, and, but I'm going to sell that so that I can focus on what I have actually been working on for well over a year now, which is coaching. Yeah. Uh, Moving to uh, business coaching. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that that's, was it business coaching? We had this discussion. Yeah, we did. So it kind of is. It's for business women. Yeah. So it's, it's really life coaching, but it's specifically for female entrepreneurs. Yeah. 
Yeah. So here's what I I I see it as. It's and I, and we talked about this. Is that you know I land on your couch, and I say, well, listen to this. <laughs> And now I just don't know what to do. And it's some conundrum always. And, uh, you know, it's behind the scenes. Like I'm pretty transparent with pretty much everything. But, um, you know, I still have some issues. I have some absolutely issues in um, my business. I have things in my life that I think get in the way of my business. I have like, I have this actually amazing strategy plan, which I'm really good about the strategic plan planning document that I fill out every year. And there's always a personal side to that. Nah, I just don't do well with that one. But so when I see myself sitting on your, um, your couch talking about these things, I see it as yes, it's usually about my business. But it's in the context of my whole life. Like what to what, what do I want my life to look like? Right. And that's what we were talking about. Yep. And so I guess a part of it is business coaching because it's for female entrepreneurs who have businesses, obviously, yeah. but it's really life coaching because their business is part of their life or it's their whole life, Excuse which could me. be a problem. Yes. Right. Whoa. So it's about, it's about their lifestyle. It's about uh-huh. achieving the life that they want, uh-huh. you know, and so things get in the way. Their yeah. business gets in the way. All or your head. Their head gets in the way. Yeah. Their personal life gets in the way. Uh, both, you know, the business gets in the way of their personal life. Their life gets in the way of their business life. And so it gets complicated. And so really, my goal is to help female women entrepreneurs. Sort that crap sort out. Sort that out. Yeah. So I remember the last time we were on vacation together, um, I was doing one of these. And it's, I don't know if... Well, no, I do know that I'm not the only one. I was giving you all the reasons why I don't have enough time. Mm, yes, we did that together. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that I I do have enough time. You know, I talk about this all the time. So I don't think anybody is immune to this. I do have enough time. We all have the same amount of time. It's that every activity I think I need to do does not... Uh, carry the same weight as far as getting me to my goal and so we talked about the things that I felt were key and we were talking about the social sales girls Mm -hmm. we were talking about the things that I felt were key for me to accomplish in a in a day or a week I think we settled on a week that uh that I could schedule in so that I didn't let them go because generally the things that will get you to your goal no different than you selling your business the real things, the things that are really aligned with your goal, those things are hard or they're risky or they feel risky. And we don't want to do them. No. <laughs> we want to do what we're comfortable with doing. Yeah. On our list. Yeah. And so we let that keep us busy. Yeah. And so I know that we we broke it all down. I was sweaty. <laughs> Probably eating. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Probably eating some M&Ms or something, maybe shoveling them back while we went through it. But we made a uh, plan for me, which I'm still using. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I have my calendar and I take one hour a week and I schedule out the important things. And if it's not on there, it's not going to get done. It's not that important. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And I also schedule like some time that has nothing in it. I think what's really hard, though, before you do that is a lot of people feel like everything's important or they can't figure out, they don't spend enough time, I guess, that time Mm -hmm. that you need to take to figure out what's going to get me to my goal. Yeah. That's really important. Yeah. 
Yeah, even though intellectually we know that, but it it really helps to get it on paper. And so Mm -hmm. the last time we were on vacation, we did that. And so I'm actually... (laughs) Some vacation, look at us. I know, that's my (laughs) kind of vacation. (laughs) Anyway, what I think is so great about that is that you're now actually putting that together. You're going to have the time and the space to put that together Mm -hmm. to help other people with that. But just remember I'm first. Yes, always. Okay, thank you. Anyway... Thank you so much Thank for you. sharing this. I know, like, I had to actually wrestle her in here. There's food. I'm still in a headlock, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to wrestle Krista in here to tell her story. Uh, you know, of course, like everyone, she thought it wouldn't be of interest to people. I know how interesting it is for so many of us. You know, many of us have multiple things we'd like to change and unloading a business every now and then and actually capturing that gain is so amazing. So thank you so much for sharing. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep on you for the next thing, but there will come a point when it is my turn. I'm just saying later. (laughs) Okay. That's it for this episode. I can't wait to see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening and, uh, and I'll see you back in the inner circle guys. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the roadmap to 50 K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.